fairy tale can't come true. It can happen to you if you're young at This is the fairy tale, the little mermaid story. Ariel is her name. There are many versions of this story of the little mermaid. I'm going to tell you one of the versions. So it is part of our classic bedtime stories for kids and for grown-ups. It has been adapted from Hans Christian Andersen's version and Disney's version. And it is brought to you by Vox Papilio. A fairy tale, a cotton candy, butterflies, birds singing. Today, ocean, the sea breeze. To tell you the story of our sea of our ocean princess called Ariel the Little Mermaid. My name is Silvia de Santos. Keep me company as we tell you about the story about a princess of the sea. Far out in the sea, where the water is very deep, the sea king ruled the undersea world. In the deepest spot of the sea was his castle. The walls were made of blue coral. On the roof were shells that opened and closed when the water passed by. And that is where the sea king lived with his mother and four daughters, each one born a year apart. The youngest of four princesses was the little mermaid. She spent much of her time swimming to ships that had fallen to the bottom of the sea. The ships held treasures from the world above. She would fill her arms and set up her collection here and there. All the while she would sing as she did. Fish circled around to hear her sing. For the little mermaid's voice was the most beautiful one under the sea. The girls knew that when they turned 15, they could swim up to the surface for the first time. 
It would be a long time that the little mermaid had to wait, as she was the youngest of the sisters. So she made her grandmother tell her all about life upon the land. Tales about ships and towns, every bit of stories about humans that she knew. Little Mermaid was very curious about the stories in the land, about the sea. Soon the eldest sister turned 15. She was the first to be allowed to rise up to the surface. When she came back, she had many wonders to tell her sisters about. She told about resting on soft white sand on the beach. High above was a deep blue sky with puffy white clouds. Later, the sun set, she said, and the whole sky turned gold and red. She had watched the birds. You are listening to the birds? I hope you are. She had watched the birds fly high above her, dipping and making turns in red and gold sky. What a beautiful vision, isn't it? When the next sisters turned 15, it was winter time. She told Ariel of the icebergs floating in the sea and shining bright. All the ships stayed far away from the icebergs, she said, as if in fear. But the icebergs did not seem lonely. They were like friends floating close to each other. When it was the first sister's turn, she told about moving as close as she could to the gate of a town. She heard people call out horses that went clip-clopping down the street. <laughs> and even music that she had never heard before. All this the little mermaid heard with wonder. It wasn't. It wasn't fair that she had to wait the longest. At last the day came when she turned 15 too. Now she could rise up over the surface and see for herself the stories her sisters told about. When she came up over the water, the little mermaid was next to a large ship. On the ship, music was playing, sailors were dancing on the deck, they were laughing and having a fine time. They were applauding the prince. It must be a party. Now and then, 
As the waves lifted up the little mermaid, she could see better, and she thought they were having a party. A handsome young man stepped out on the deck of the ship. When he did, a hundred rockets rose in the air. The party was for him. Was it his birthday? She swung closer. The men all seemed to like the young man, the prince. When he spoke, the sailors would laugh <laughs> and applaud the prince. Sometimes they patted him on the back with joy. Once that made his crown fall off, the man laughed about the prince and picked it up. Oh, a crown! Said the little mermaid. He must be a prince. Yes, Ariel, he is a prince. Suddenly, it became very dark. The wind picked up. The sailors started to run about on deck. They pulled down the sail. The ship dipped and swooped. It rolled side to side and up and down on the high waves. Then lightning, thunder, a strong rainstorm hit. The poor ship started to tip on the rough waves because of the storm. It was so dark that the little mermaid could see nothing. Then lightning lit up the sky and she could see the young prince on deck. He seemed to be the only one still there, alone. He was working hard to keep the ship afloat because of the storm. He was throwing ropes out of his man to his man who had jumped to the sea. But then all at once the waves got very high and the ship started to tip over. The prince was flung to the side of the ship and thrown overboard. Down into the sea he fell. He dropped very fast. What was the little mermaid to do? She knew that human beings cannot live under the water. She dove deep and fast. She reached out and was able to grab his shirt. Then she swam up to the surface as fast as she could. At last, she could pull his head above the water. There the two of them floated as the waves rose and fell. By morning, the storm had passed by. Yet the prince was as still as he had been all night. From far off, the little mermaid saw tops of hills. Land, she said. 
she swam to the shore, pulling him behind her. It was not easy to pull the young man up onto dry sand, but she did it. Ariel, our little mermaid, the brave girl, she did it. Was he dead? She sang a sad song to him. All of a sudden, the prince started to move. Are you all right? She asked and touched his forehead calmly. Just then, she heard the group of girls come over to them. At once, she dove into the sea and hid behind a rock. They must not see her, for she is a mermaid after all. People don't believe in mermaids. The girls found the prince, who was now awake. They called for help, and soon he was let off. The prince would never know that she had saved him, Ariel saved him. The little mermaid sank into a deep gloom. When she went back home, her sisters wanted to know all about her trip. But she was too sad to say anything. Days went by. Then weeks went by. The sisters went to their grandmother for help. The old woman went to her granddaughter. Child, what is the matter? She said. Little mermaid cried out. Oh, grandmother, I will never be happy again. She told about meeting the prince and saving him, then having to leave him behind. Unless I can somehow walk on land with my own legs and be with a young man again, I will be sad. For the rest of my days, I tell you. Oh, my dear, said the grandmother. <laughs> you know as well as I do that it is not possible for a mermaid to walk on two legs. The only one who can do anything like that is the sea witch. But of course, it is much too dangerous to go to her. Much too dangerous. The sea witch. 
that is danger. Ariel knew it. Her grandmother was trying to tell her. The sea witch, before she knew it, the little mermaid was headed to the far corner of the sea where the sea witch lived. This is no problem, said the sea witch when the little mermaid told her what she needed. Oh, I fix problems much harder than this. Why to have words? All you need to do is to drink my potion. Then she turned to face the girl. But I don't just give it away, you understand. Oh, said the little mermaid. What then is your price? In her heart, she felt a lift. So there was a way she could have two legs and be with the prince after all. Oh, not too much of a price, said the sea witch. For one, you must give up your voice. My voice, said the little mermaid. She knew her voice is what everyone loved about her the best. Yes, you don't need it, said the sea witch. Oh, chitter, chatter, chatter, what a waste of time. But know this, little pretty, if the prince marries someone else, the next day you must die. And your voice will stay with me forever. But then again, who knows? He might choose you. The little mermaid's heart leaped. She felt the danger. The sea witch held out a glass with the green potion. So, she said, what are you going to do? Make up your mind. I don't have all day, you know. <laughs> the little mermaid took the potion and drank it. Oh, poor Ariel. She wanted to be too with the prince, so we get it. But anyway, carrying on. The little mermaid took the potion and drank it. At once, she felt dizzy and in pain, as if a sword has been passed through her body all at once. She spun 
and turks about, then fell. When she awoke, she was on the same dry land as when she had rescued the prince. Lifting up her head, she could see that her dream had come true. Where her tail had been, she had two human legs. Yes, she had two human legs. But at what cost? She had lost her voice after all. Say, miss, are you in trouble? It was none other than the prince himself. She tried to say something. But no words come out of her mouth. Can you speak? said him. He. She shook her head. No. Oh, well then, let me take you to the castle. You can clean up there and get some dry clothes to wear. Trust me, I'm the prince. You can be sure. The little mermaid was very, very happy to join the prince at the castle. At first, walking on her two legs was a bit shaky, but soon she got the hang of it. That night, the prince showed her around the castle rooms. They laughed. <laughs> he would point to a portrait and tell her all about that person. When he said something funny, they laughed together. When the story was sad, her kind eyes told him that she knew why, and she felt sad too. The next day was a royal party. Everyone was fine dressed. I was standing. The prince had not been looking around forward to going to it. But now the royal party had a princess of its own. Ariel, princess of the sea, got two legs and she could dance, laugh, and they would be applauded when dancing. I was standing with finely dressed people who talk and talk and have nothing to say. He asked the little mermaid if she might come with him. She nodded a bit. Yes. That day, with the little mermaid by his side, the prince <laughs> felt glad. Yeah, he was happy, and she was too. Sometimes he would make a comment on her a low voice to her, and by her eyes and face, he knew that she understood. After that, the prince wanted the little mermaid by his side every day. He thought he could even fall in love with her.
but he still held out hope to marry the one with the lovely voice he remembered from when he had been rescued. Of course, it could not be his wonderful new friend who was not able to talk at all, let alone sing something. So the prince was in love with the girl he met on the ship. And we know, shh, it's a secret. We know that girl Prince loves, that girl who sings very well, is Ariel who lost the voice, her voice. The witch took her voice to give her two legs to meet the prince. So he doesn't know his new friend is Ariel, the princess who sings and lost her voice. The king called for his son one day. Son, he said, your mother and I have made a decision. It is time that you took a bride. Lucky for you that we already picked one up for you. What? said the prince. He only wanted to marry the woman with the beautiful voice that he remembered by a princess from a nearby land. Tonight she's coming with her parents. We will make the wedding plans. He told with a rough voice to the prince, we will make the wedding plans. The prince was crushed. Bad days ahead. He was heartbroken and a little mermaid felt fear. She knew what would happen to her the day after the prince married someone else. That night, her troubles got even worse. What the little mermaid did not know was that the sea witch had put her voice, Ariel's voice, into this princess that the king wanted to marry with the, the prince. She was a stuck-up princess, a cocky one, who thought only of herself. Yet, when she spoke, it was the little mermaid's original voice that the witch, the wicked witch, had took from Ariel. So that princess, that cocky, arrogant princess, had Ariel's original voice. 
So, of course, the prince remembered the voice of the girl who saved him. He was stunned. He thought that that arrogant princess was, in fact, Ariel. But it was not. She had only her voice, not the character, not the personality at all. I'm so sad for the prince. I'm so sad for Ariel. Aren't you? <laughs> so he asked the princess, the arrogant princess, to sing. It was the little mermaid's voice that filled the room. The prince could not believe his luck. At last he could marry the woman he had longed for all this time. When he shared his joy with the little mermaid, she tried to show that she was happy for him, but gloom filled her heart. The next morning at dawn, the little mermaid went to the sea. Her sisters worried since they had not heard from her since, rose above the water to see how she was. Their younger sister let them know the trouble she was in. The prince's wedding was going to take place the very next day. And the day after that she must die, the sister said not to worry, that they had an idea. They told her to come back to the shore later that night and they dove back into the sea. That night the little mermaid came back to the shore as she was told to. The three sisters rose back again, rose up again, gone was their beautiful long hair, for they had cut it all off to give the sea witch in exchange for a knife. With the knife, the little mermaid must kill the princess that very night when the wedding could not take place and she could return to the sea and be with her family. She took the knife for she knew how much they had done for her in love. But in her heart, she knew she was not going to kill the prince, says. So, after all, Ariel is a peaceful girl, is a kind-hearted girl. She wouldn't kill her rival. As much as she wanted the prince, she would not be as vicious as the wicked witch that betrayed Ariel, giving her own voice to that arrogant princess. The prince was going to marry soon. So the wedding day had arrived. The little mermaid stepped up to the wedding ship with the other guests. The wedding would take place at sunset. Many people were applauding the prince and the arrogant princess.
In the meantime, the three sisters had returned home. They were met with an angry father. Where is your sister? The sea king shouted. Where have you been? Where have you all been? Where's Ariel? They told the father the trouble the youngest sister was in. The father swam up to the wedding ship. He saw the princess and the arrogant princess getting ready to marry. He knew that his daughter did not use the knife the night before. At once, the sea king rushed to the sea witch. She laughed. She said there was only one way to save his youngest daughter from her fate. If he would just hand her over his scepter to her, the little mermaid could be saved. With the scepter in her hand, the sea witch would rule the underworld kingdom. The sea king took a deep breath. Oh, what else could he do? What else could he do? So he had to agree with the wicked witch decided. The sea witch grabbed the scepter and laughed in glee. She rushed to the wedding ship to see her victory. The little mermaid saw the sea witch rise out of the sea. She saw that with the scepter, the sea witch had become a huge sea monster. Tentacles were twisting out from all over her body like an octopus. Yeah, like an octopus. The little mermaid knew she must protect the prince and even his new bride from the witch that turned herself into an octopus with many tentacles. So, just then, one of the sea witch's tentacles reached out and lifted the little mermaid right off the ship. This is the end for you, crowded the sea witch, the wicked sea witch. Before the little mermaid knew it, she was wrapped up by the tentacle. She was spun to the very chest of the sea witch and the knife she was holding, the sea witch's very own knife, she used it and dove it deep into the chest of the monster. The sea witch reeled back in pain. The wicked sea witch was in pain from the knife that Ariel, the little mermaid, has put into her to kill the little, to kill the sea witch. The little mermaid used the sea witch's own knife.
and then let your mermaid was freed finally on the ship. The guests ran around in fear. The princess shot arrow after arrow at the monster, trying to help little mermaid Ariel to be free. Finally, the sea witch dropped down under the water. As she fell, the little mermaid's voice was let go and the voice returned towards, to its original owner. The voice returned to Ariel, the little mermaid. The princess, the arrogant princess that prince was going to marry, shouted in a gruff, harsh voice. What a lousy kingdom this is. You can't even have a proper wedding. So her voice wasn't very beautiful as the Ariel's voice was. The prince heard the original voice of that arrogant princess he was going to marry and knew that she was not who he thought she was at the beginning. Then the little mermaid started to sing. The prince knew that the voice he remembered belonged to the very one he had grown to love. The angry princess, the arrogant princess, she was very angry. She stormed off the wedding ship and her family followed close behind, of course. Off you go. When the sea king arrived, the scepter was floating in the sea as if it were waiting for him, of course. Tiroli is the king. With a sweep of his arm, it was his again. Well, said the sea king, I see my daughter is in good hands. And with a wave of his scepter, he lifted the little mermaid back onto the ship. The prince put his arms around Ariel, the princess of the sea. Now I know it was you all along, said the prince. Will you marry me, Ariel? The little mermaid had her voice back now. But with all the happiness in her heart, she could not manage to speak. So she nodded, yes, with a warm smile. And a wedding on board ship took place. After all, the prince was marrying the princess of the sea, Ariel, the little mermaid. The end. Fairy tales do come true. And Ariel, after all, was free from the witch. 
from the danger of the witch. And all peace was restored in the sea. Prince married the princess of the sea, Ariel. This was the story of the little mermaid. They lived happily ever after. And this ending requires, because our Ariel sings very well, I'm going to sing a little bit of a, an excerpt of a song about fairy tales. I'm going to say my goodbyes now and sing after. So my name is Sylvia Dos Santos. I'm loving the attention, the warm feedback I have every day from my listeners. Thank you very much for listening, for downloading, and for subscribing to the show. I hope you enjoyed. This is Vox Papilio, a fairy tale. Uh, cotton candy, fairy tale, fantasy world with butterflies and birds singing. Today, with the ocean sounds, with the sea, princess, Ariel, the little mermaid. Fairy tale can come true, it can happen to you if you're young at heart. Fairy tale can come true, it can happen to you if you're young at heart. For a good story. Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two. Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears. So you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy, action, mystery, friendship. Fairy tale can come true, it can happen to you if you're young at heart.